Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hello and welcome to the Women and Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Fran Brunel. I'm the founder and president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc., a company that specializes in lower middle market mergers and acquisitions, but only within the manufacturing sectors. And I am your host for today's show. Today, we welcome to the show, Emily Wilkins. Emily is the founder and the CEO of Marketing Metal, a manufacturing marketing agency that she likes to call an anti-agency. Emily and her team are experts at uncovering the magic within each manufacturing company, and they teach them how to direct their own marketing content strategy to attract customers, vendors, and talent that they need like a magnet. Emily is going to share with us how we need to become radical to accomplish these goals. Emily is a serial entrepreneur with 15 years of experience helping small manufacturing companies reach their business goals through strategic branding, positioning, and marketing. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Fran. I'm excited to have this conversation because I really think it's something that small manufacturers throughout the nation need. So introduce our audience to Marketing Metal. Tell us what you do and why you do it. Yeah, so I started Marketing Metal about three and a half years ago, and I've always had manufacturers in mind. I pivoted a little bit during the recession, but I came back to manufacturing because this is where my background is and where my heart is. Um, I spent most of my career working as kind of the one woman marketing show inside of a handful of small manufacturing businesses. And I really noticed how difficult the relationships were with agencies when, you know, when these companies would hire marketing agencies and just the struggle that manufactured these like small kind of mom and pop shops had working on their own marketing, you know, knowing how to spend their very limited marketing dollars and really get the value out of them that they really need to skyrocket. So interesting. You talk about how small manufacturers struggle with marketing and working nationally with manufacturers. I absolutely understand this and that they do. It's the thing that is most lacking in founder-led family-run companies. So why do they struggle so much? So there's a number of reasons. I mean, they're great at what they do. They're not marketers. So that's the first thing, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And I think that, you know, working with agencies is always a struggle too, because the owners, you know, the founders and owners of these businesses, they're the ones with the knowledge and the insight into who their customers are and what they need. They're the ones with the, you know, the technical expertise. So, and it's really hard to get an agency to understand that enough to manage the marketing. And on the other side, you know, the owner of the company, they're not marketers. So they don't think that they can be the marketing, you know, they don't think that they have what it takes to do their marketing and they don't want to do it because it's scary and 
So they want somebody to hand it off to, but then there's this like disconnect on the other side of, you know, they don't know how to hand it off in a way that works for, you know, for both parties. So I think controlling the messaging for not just manufacturing companies, but for any company is so incredibly important if you are to grow. And the thing is, you can hire agencies, you can hire writers, you can hire, but the thing is, they're never going to know your business as good as you do, right? And so I think what you're doing is very important because you're pulling these manufacturers into the process. I gather sometimes you're pulling them in kicking and screaming because they don't get that they have to They've got to have skin in the game. They've got to be part of the process in order for it to work as good as it can for them. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's kind of this scary thing because they're not in that world. You know, they're not marketers. They didn't go to school for it. They probably haven't learned a lot about it. So it's kind of foreign to them. So that makes it scary. And yeah, it's scary, I think. for a How lot do you get them to think about this differently? And how do you draw them into the process? Yeah, so for me, I think the most important thing is to build up that foundation for them and help them understand what it's doing for them and what it can do for their customers. So our process starts with this thing called the setup where I do this deep dive interview with them and really get to the heart of, you know, who are they, where they come from, what are their big visions and goals and dreams for their customers and not just the customers that they're working with now, but who are their favorite customers and who would they like to work with more? Because I think a lot of these small shops kind of, you know, they get referrals from customers and, you know, People find them however they find them and they just take whatever comes in the door and they're not super choosy always about what work they take on. So what I help them with is really get focused on what kind of work do you want to attract? What kind of customers do you want to attract? And how can we speak to them in a way that, you know, really reels them in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about how you you talk about metal magic like finding what is special. Listen, again, traveling around nationally, talking to manufacturers, many of them say, I am only a job shop. And I love that you use that language on your website. Talk a little bit about that. They're not just a job shop, are they? No. And job shops are really unique because they like doing custom work. They don't necessarily want to be doing production, you know, big production work because it's, you know, it can get monotonous and they don't necessarily want to grow in that way always. So I kind of help them figure out, you know, what is it that you do really want to focus on and why, and then really get to the heart of what makes you different? Why are you so good at what you do? And, you know, what do your customers really appreciate about you and really pulling that out of them? It's kind of hard to pull that out of them sometimes, but we get in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You know, you're forcing them to identify why they're special. And if they have not done the work of doing that, how can they possibly put that out to the world? 
Right. right. If they haven't figured out, no, I'm not just a job shop. I'm a service provider that excels at on-time delivery, at customer relations, at, you know, all of these various things. Mm-hmm. So one other thing I found fascinating in your website, you also talk about not just attracting, I think people, as you consider marketing, you always think of it in terms of attracting new business, right? That's what everybody thinks of. But you have a unique spin on this where you talk about using this to attract vendors and talent. Mm -hmm. And so I particularly the talent thing, I'm going to ask you to speak into because there is not a manufacturer in the country that I speak to that is not struggling to find and keep skilled workers. Yeah. I mean, we have a major talent crisis right now in the U.S. And it's not that the people aren't there. It's that the people don't see manufacturing as an interesting, exciting career that they want to explore, you know? So a big part of what I do is, you know, I talk about being radical, like forget being professional and like, you know, I think a lot of manufacturing, they think that they need to be like buttoned up and professional and use all this jargon and whatever, like they need to be exciting. They need to be fun and show who they really are as people, you know, not as your service provider, as a metal worker, machine shop or whatever, you know, you need to show who you are as people and what makes your team unique and interesting. And what kind of a work environment do you want to provide for your people? And what opportunities can your positions that you're trying to fill lead to, Mm -hmm. you know, how can this grow and what can they go into? So that, you know, people want to be proud of where they work. And if you have an exciting, interesting brand that says something that stands for something, then you're going to attract the type of people that are going to love working for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And vendors too. I mean, you, you know, if you look like a great company that's super, you know, on top of their stuff or whatever, you know, if you have something to say, like you're going to attract the type of vendors that are also awesome and doing awesome things and, you know, thinking, dreaming big and trying to be more than just whatever Mm. it is that they're doing. You know, it's interesting. So often I see manufacturers um, from a business perspective, small manufacturers are competing against large OEMs and often winning because they can break the rules. They can make decisions with lightning speed. They can, you know, do on-time delivery where the larger corporation, it takes them so long to just make the decision about what to do, you know? And so these small manufacturers win by being more entrepreneurial in nature that sometimes the larger companies lose as they grow. But I think that the thing manufacturers, smaller manufacturers don't think about, which you're kind of forcing that thought process, is the same way you win against the big OEMs, you need to apply that to finding skilled workers. Yeah. Right. To, so find your voice, but you don't have to be tightly buttoned up with it. You know, you can have a street smart voice mm-hmm. and attract a younger generation. 
So yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a very unique approach. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, is leveraging your talent outside of the, you know, the machining or the welding or whatever it is that they're doing, like even just getting ideas from them, but, um, you know, there are welders who are artists. There mm-hmm. are machinists who are writers. There are these people out there who have these other talents that you might not even know about because you just don't ask. So that's part of what we do too, is trying to figure out, you know, how can we get creative and fun with your marketing and how can we use it as a team building, you know, as something to build your team and, you know, really bring them together and get them excited about what you're doing, because Mm -hmm. that just goes miles. Like it goes so far. And then you're not just spending time on marketing. You're spending time on building your team and your culture and creating an environment that people really are excited about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, on this show, we always like to try to give people a, a golden nugget, something that they can take back to their own manufacturing company that's going to help them today. So if you had to speak into and give some advice for manufacturers that perhaps do not have a big marketing budget, what they should be doing and what they should not be doing, where they might be wasting money, what would you say? I would say if you're spending any money on marketing and you don't have something interesting and fun to say, stop spending your money because you're wasting it. (laughs) If you are spending money on marketing, you need to have something memorable and interesting to say that people are going to pay attention to because otherwise you're throwing your money away. And I think focusing on those relationships and really the human aspects of what you're doing. The technical stuff is important too, but you want to show how you're really solving your problem or how you're solving your customer's problems from a human perspective too, because Mm -hmm. your your customers are humans. Like, yes, you're selling to other businesses, but your customer is the human within that business. So what do you do differently that makes them want to keep coming back to you? People Um, still buy from people. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. Interesting. You also talk about like removing the BS from the process and from the website and what speak into that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Oh, I could do a whole podcast on this. So, in terms of marketing specifically, one thing I think is keep it simple. Like so websites for example, Most companies will hire a developer to build a website for them and they almost always do it in WordPress. That's, you know, that's the number one web platform that most businesses use. WordPress is great for developers and teams of developers and, you know, marketing agencies and people who want to make tweaks and changes to their website all the time and like little technical details. But For a busy business owner who wants to have some level of control over their website, but, and doesn't want to have to pay an agency every time they make changes to it, go with something simple like Squarespace. That's what we use or, you know, Wix, or there's a ton of different platforms out there now that have everything there out of the box for you. So all you have to worry about is, you know, there's a drag and drop editor. You just make changes to your text right. and you know add an image here and there. And you're not trying to figure out your 
HTML and how do I edit this thing? And, you know, and a lot of time I've even run into companies who spent thousands of dollars. I had a client that spent $15,000 on a WordPress website and wasn't able to make any changes to it at all. Oh my goodness. At all. They couldn't make a text change. Wow. Yeah. Business changes fast. Things change, you know, daily. You need to be able to make those changes and websites do well when they are updated regularly and Mm -hmm. when new content's getting added to them. So, and if you don't have that control to do that, then that's, you know, that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, it certainly is. And that's something that any manufacturer should, if they are contracting with someone to build a website written into that contract should be that the agency will provide, they'll be able to access it, that there'll be back of the house dashboard that's easy to use. Otherwise, that's not a good thing. Somebody could hold you for ransom. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the other thing that struck me about your website is you call yourself the anti-agency. Why do you say that? I think most marketing agencies, the typical model is they spend, you know, an hour with you kind of trying to understand your needs. And then they give you this massive proposal based on their, you know, perception of what they think you need. And then they try to kind of convince you to pay for a retainer. You know, most marketing agencies are going for retainer work. Mm-hmm. I am doing the opposite of that. I do not want retainer work. I want project-based work where I can set up my customers with the foundations that they need and then send them off to be successful on their own. And I do repeat work with customers. You know, they'll come back to me after you know, after we get set up or whatever, they'll come back for another project, but I don't want to be the one (laughs) managing and maintaining everything. I think it's important for them to do that in-house. And again, why is it important for them to do it in-house? Because things change all the time. And again, they're the ones with the technical expertise. They're the ones with the knowledge. They're the ones who are talking to their customers every day. So yeah, I help them get set up in a way that's easy for them to run with. And then they can, I give them also tools and hacks that they can use to create good content, you know, and that kind of goes back to that thing of like figuring out what underlying talents you have on your team. And, you know, do you like writing or do you like talking to people? You know, if if you just like having conversations with people, record some of your conversations and transcribe them and you know, turn them into blog posts or have somebody edit them into a blog post for you. Like there's a lot of ways that you can be really successful with your marketing without having all- Without breaking the bank. Yeah, without breaking the bank for sure. Yeah. Without having all the skills and knowledge, so. Yeah. Is it, in your opinion, is it important for manufacturers to involve their team in a marketing plan for their companies? Yes, very important. Yeah. What have you seen in your work, possible improvement amongst a team and the camaraderie and so forth? Have you seen changes in that as a result of owners getting their team involved? Oh, definitely. Yeah. They, I mean, they start to take more ownership of what they're doing and really 
you know, start to get more creative and excited about what they're doing and, you know, start thinking outside the box of, you know, what about this is cool and how can we showcase this? And they start thinking about customer stories of like, I had this great interaction with a customer yesterday where, you know, we saved them all this money and time on something and, you know, and and they're really proud of that and they're excited to share it. So yeah, bringing them into the process is huge. It really helps build their team. It's a professional development for them too, you know, more experience doing stuff outside of just their, you know, tiny thing that they're working on. And I imagine it contributes to company culture. For sure. It's it's more fun to be part of a team, you know, Mm -hmm. with common goals and fun to see that what you're doing is working and bringing business in. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. So we're starting to run out of time, but before I ask you to give your contact information, give us your top piece of advice for small manufacturers who need a solid marketing plan. What do you say to them? Focus is key. Don't should on yourself, as I like to say. Don't say, I should be on Facebook. I should be on TikTok. I should be doing all of these things. Like, Just pick one and do it. Pick one and focus on it and try it for a little bit and see how it goes. You know, I should be blogging. I should be doing search optimization. I should be doing all these things. No, you should be focusing on one thing and seeing how that goes and then adding more things. I think so many business owners just get overwhelmed by, I mean, you can do so many things with marketing. You know, there's so many different strategies and tactics yeah. that you can try. And it's overwhelming when you start to look at the landscape and, you know, try to decide how, you know, what to focus on, but just focus on one thing. Just start. start. Yeah, I think people get frozen into inaction. I think I'm supposed to do all these things and they're overwhelmed. So they do nothing. Exactly. And sometimes ready, fire, aim yep. is a better <laughs> approach than making no decision and doing nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to connect with you and learn more about your company's services, how best can they reach out to you? Sure. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So you can find me, Emily Joanne Wilkins on LinkedIn, and you can go to marketingmetal.com, email me, Emily at Marketing Metal. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us and thanks for your tips to small manufacturers around the nation. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Fran, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. I'm really very uh, welcome. Very welcome. So, hey, listen, if you're a woman in manufacturing or in an industry that's servicing the manufacturing sectors and you'd like to be on the show, please reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, Francis Brunel. You could call my office, 908-387-1000. I'd also like to encourage our listeners to visit WAM Podcast. where you can see or listen to all of our shows and other shows brought to you by the Jacket Media Company. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great day. Thank you for joining the WAM Podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.